The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey, looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea Kay Show. It is Taco Tuesday, the day after Labor Day weekend. We didn't even talk about Labor Day. This is uh, my dear friend and partner in crime, at least for the next 50 minutes or so. <laughs> get him out of here! Yeah, until he leaves. No, don't get him out of here. Keep him here. Lock the doors. Don't let him leave. This is uh, my man, DJ Potato Skins. This is his final night with me. So we're having some fun in addition to... You know what's interesting? Yeah. I have worked with... Uh, the guy that's uh, our guest right now, our mm-hmm. Tuesday, typical Tuesday guest, Gary Quackenbush, in some way or uh, fashion for the last 17 years. 17 years? Because before being host of the Word on Wealth, he was a weekly guest to that's Marty right. Schneider's Word on Wealth. And that's so we've right. become great friends over the years. That's right. I, I knew I knew he was on Word on Wealth before he took over the show. I didn't know it was that many years. Yeah. Wow. Uh, well, and you know, and here he is, the aforementioned Gary Quackenbush. Let's not keep people waiting on the edge of their seat for GQ. Hello, my dear friend. Hello, AK. How are you? I'm good. So um, this is your last chance to say goodbye to Noah. I'm sure you've already said it. It is. We said it at his party, Freda's Pizza mm-hmm. Party, where I did see you uh, eat two pieces of cake, by the way. I wasn't going to say anything, but I am. Then uh, Nobody else was eating the cake. I was doing a service. <laughs> <laughs> Gary is yeah. here to help. It Always. Was it, it was that good. Was I don't like cake, cake unless it's really good. And if that it was, was good, and that was really good, <clears throat> really good cake. It was excellent cake. And then you also, I'm sure, say goodbye to him today at the end I of did. your show because it was his last time. And now mm-hmm. this is the last time. This is your third and final time to say goodbye mm-hmm. to him. You know what's funny, Andrea? Where yes. before Gary says something, it, it is it, it's he jumps in before cliche. you say oh, anything. Oh, keep in touch. K I T. All that stuff. I've made so many great friends through radio, and I sincerely mean that, too. It's not really goodbye, because yourself and Gary and Phil and and Tom, I know I'll be talking to all of you. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll, you know, and and I'm hoping that you're not going to file a restraining order and, you know, go (laughs) to the police that I'm stalking you, because I don't intend for you to to go off on your merry way and never see me again. No. Um, So, um, this is, we're still going to do News You Can Use tonight. Because we know that the listeners, in addition there, I'm getting text messages. People are enjoying the the goodbye farewell to Noah. But we also want to make sure we give them good content while they're here and enjoying our farewell show. um, Do you have any farewell, any final wacky stories to share with the the listeners and, and Noah before we get into the news you can use? (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. Well, I guess these are probably. <clears throat> I'm I'm hoarse today, so I sound like I'm a teenager. What's again, going? Yeah, what's going on with it? You sound like it was 17 years ago, and you were just meeting Noah. What? How'd you lose your voice? Did you go to a I Taylor know. Swift concert over Labor Day weekend and scream your little head off? No, I was at uh, Mission Bay with two uh, with. I know this sounds funny, but I'm not exaggerating. I was at Mission Bay all day, so I got there at six o'clock in the morning with my boat, and we invite a bunch of friends. 
a bunch. We literally had 90 people on Mission Bay. Well, 90, my, 91 and 92 is sitting right here. We didn't get the invites, did uh, we, Skits? My, no, I didn't get the invite. <laughs> yeah, see? See? He, he only has not room for 90, okay? Oh, I see. So, there El we are. Hoff was probably there. there. Yeah, I, uh, go on. <laughs> so funny. You guys are mean. Well, how big is this boat, man, that you're inviting 90 people it's to ride little. on? It's it's just a little, it's a 19 and a half foot, it's a, it's a tournament ski boat, you know, has a little inboard engine for water skiing. And, and then you invited co- 90 people to ride on it. Is that what you're telling us? Yeah. Well, we had two other boats. The most we've ever had, we, the most we've had to the same event is we've had 165 was the highest we've ever had because there's a lot to do. People are playing and mm-hmm. everything you can mm-hmm. do, water sports, they're all goofing around and stuff, but it's just funny. I mean, I, it's hard to believe that we have that many people that care enough to come, but they, you know, and that's counting little kids and stuff. Who like turns down a ride on a boat? I know. It was fun. <laughs> we, we did, you know, wakeboarding, barefoot skiing. Oh, yeah, I Andrea, we, 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 we can't go. We have yeah. things to do. I'm not going to go on a boat. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. I speak know. for yourself, brother. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Having- I, yeah, I'm saying uh, I, I wish we got the invite. No, I, I, I do you barefoot? Do you barefoot ski? Uh huh. Yeah. Wow, I've never tried it. Uh, I I wakeboard, and I did not and ski. Andrea, if I you had see, I don't know about all these things. I know you're 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress, mm-hmm. and you're awesome. But I yes. didn't know you're. I would have invited you. Okay, you're getting invited. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I don't know remember. about the bay though. I mean, the wa- that water's kind of skank. It's worse than the old bayou that I used to nah, that I used to ski not. in. So it's salt. Now, do we it's have salt water? It's, it's salt totally water. Totally fine. Mm-hmm. It's more compatible with your body fluids. That why. That's why when you have a cut or something, it it's less chance of infection in salt water than fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I well, know you mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah well, true. except except for the sewage that's flowing from from the border up into our waters. But other than that, let's give some wacky <laughs> news. So what do we have that's whack? <laughs> well, be me um, leaving. Other than, yeah, what's really whack is Noah's leaving. But yeah, Noah and I have had a good relationship. He whispers in my ear, on in my left ear, all the time, and you know directs me, which has always been wonderful. Tell the AK audience the weird experience at our town hall event, Gare. Oh my gosh, that was so weird. So I'm walking. I'm walking to the town hall event which, because I'm going to go see my friend AK. Yes, you know, leading the town hall thing with like these super famous people and there's Andrea but anyway I'm walking up and Noah is walking with me and he's on my right side and he's talking and I thought oh my gosh I had this really freaky thing like Noah is in my supposed to be my left ear why is he talking <laughs> in my right ear I'm not used really to weird. this <laughs> it was funny because for years I mean literally hundreds of times hundreds of days of doing radio with Noah yeah. he's in my left ear coaching yeah. me it's okay stop yawning you can do this and and your body will literally get used to hearing something. I mean, it's like muscle memory. Yeah, so yeah. I can imagine that your body yeah. was like freaked out. Like, where's this coming <laughs> from? So this funny. is like he's on the wrong side. Yeah, absolutely. Know. It's a good thing you didn't have to like share any important information or anything like that. I know. Like, oh, I know. Anyway. All okay. Right. So here's the things. Um, the laws are the laws are meant to protect us. So mm-hmm. I, I just found two that were really good. Is it was I wanted to pick on Texas for a lot of reasons today. Good, they so deserve to I, be they deserve to be picked on tonight. I just want you to know I'm very grateful for this. In Texas, this is literally what it says. In Texas, it is illegal to sell your organs, including but not limited to your heart, your eyes, your kidneys, your liver, and your lungs. <sighs> Wait, isn't it illegal everywhere to sell your organs? Yeah, specifically in well, Texas. Yeah, um, 
But it's your heart. I, mean, <laughs> I get the eyes. I got two eyes. I got two kidneys. I yeah, got, you can roam you know, around without eyeballs. Okay, you, you can, really you, can. You know, right. you can you can carve a kidney out and bootleg. And by the way, mine wouldn't wouldn't be as top, uh, you know, on the market. But people who've got great kidneys, you can make yeah. a lot of money off of one of the, and, and you can still live with one, make a lot of money off of one, and still. Mm-hmm. But how are you roaming around without a heart? I don't know because I mean you could even do a partial liver transplant. Which yeah. I did not realize you could give half your liver. Yeah, but yeah, I just thought heart. So I guess I mean that would make the most sense, <laughs> y'all. It's illegal to to sell your heart. <laughs> and they, be, I mean because in San in California it's always you lose your heart. I lost my heart in San Francisco. Can you imagine yes. Texas? Yeah, I sold my heart in Texas. And tomorrow I die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on how long you go before you have to deliver, right? I mean, maybe you sell it for a few hundred, few million dollars and you go, you're not going to be able to take delivery for a year. Then you got a great life, right? Maybe you do it knowing you got terminal cancer and okay. whatever. And you've been told you got 90 days to live. I'm trying to make, you know, I'm trying to come up yeah. with some, something that makes sense out of this. I don't know. Trying to make sense of the politicians. Good for well, you. Yeah, but we're but never... Then you have Judge Judy saying, yes. now, what was your agreement with that man? Well, I told him I'd sell my heart. Well, wait, what was the time frame on that? He wanted it within 30 days. And, and then the other guy's screaming, he didn't deliver his heart to me. Yeah, he reneged know. on his deal. Well, you know, I spent the money. Come and, come <laughs> and, what are you going to do? Come and take it? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I have a lean on your heart. Yeah. So. <laughs> you That's can't funny. sell any other organs until you give me the heart first. <laughs> That's right. This is so, so funny. Silly. All right. Okay. Okay. We need that to, was news news you can't use. That was news absolutely you can't use. That and the fact that I found out now that, you know, he's been having these boating parties without inviting me. I mean, who comes on to say farewell and in the course of that tells us, yeah, farewell, bye. And by the way, I've been having boat parties and not inviting you. <laughs> Andrea, Nick, you know what? What? I'm going to – the here's the problem, okay? Mm-hmm. The only uh-huh. celebrity I've ever invited oh. to my boat parties <laughs> was Bob Hansen, Consumer Bob, okay. because he's a good friend of mine, and he yes. knows a lot of the people there. If you walked up – I don't know what you were at the beach, but – so if you walked up in that and people go like – is that really Andrea oh Kay? Is that really I go, Then the paparazzi yeah. might, it would be a mad scene. You can't have it. You right, can't, and they're going to go, she's my, and then I'm going to, yeah. But what we would do is basically you could launch with me and you could just drive across me instead of walking across the hill all dramatically. Instead, yes. you'd be wakeboarding and people would go like, is that Andrea Kay? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, look at her. She just did a she's 360. Amazing. That's incredible. She's amazing. She, she can do that, inverts. Whoa, yes. she just did a tantrum. She rode that She rode that uh, wake like she was, you know, Kai Lenny at Nazareth. Amazing. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> All right. I'm getting oh, silly. We need to take a break. Do, uh, then when okay. we come back, I have a very serious, serious scenario to give you okay. because I actually know somebody in this situation and I need answers. I Got need it. answers from GQ. I will be here All for right. you. So we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to get serious into some news you can use. Enough of this shenanigan business. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Moving into some actual news you can use instead of a whole segment of us giggling, talking about things that are absolutely irrelevant, um, but make us giggle. 
Um, carrying on with Gary Quackenbush. So GQ, um, here's a scenario that I was thinking of, and it actually is a real life scenario of somebody that I know. And okay. I haven't run this by Gary. Uh, it, I think it's an estate planning question. Maybe it's not, but it has to do with the business owner. So let's say you're a sole proprietor and you have a couple of employees and you are divorced and you've got children and there's, how do I say this? Um, how do you make sure what happens to the business if he dies and he hasn't done anything or how can he, what happens if my friend dies and um, he, who gets the business? Is it his sons? Is it the ex-wife? And how do you make sure so the right person gets the business? And and how do you prevent somebody who's been working on the business from saying, "Oh, I'm actually I'm not just a, I'm not just a worker. I'm actually somebody who's put so much into this business. I actually think of myself as the owner, and I should and the business should come to me." Mm. Wow, those are great questions. The um, what we're dealing with is literally is kind of your succession, your after death succession plan. Like who's going to succeed to the business. And the way sole proprietorships are interesting, so usually you'll have a sole proprietorship or maybe a corporation or maybe an LLC, let's just say. So with a sole proprietorship, you you can make it so the ownership of the sole proprietorship is in the name of your trust. What you do is you you do a bill of sales, the way I do it, you do a bill of sale. So you as, you as an individual would do a bill of sale saying I sell you know, all the rights, titles, interests, everything of my business to the trustee of my trust. So technically, technically the legal owner is the trust, the trustee, I mean. Like any, so like then, your house or, or any other assets. Exactly. Okay, so you uh-huh. treat the business like it's an asset and you put it into a trust. You yes. can't do that if it's an S-corp though, right? You can. Okay. Yes, you can. Oh, You okay. can as a LLC or an S-corp or a C-corp, you, what you do is you transfer the ownership interest. So like with a corporation, you own a stock certificate, right? So you would transfer your stock certificate from you to you as trustee of your trust. Like mine is GQ Law Corporation. And so the way I did it is initially the shares of stock were issued to me. And then I transfer it from Gary Quackenbush to Gary Quackenbush, trustee of the Gary and Cheryl Quackenbush Family Trust. So what that means is when I die, my successor trustee or my trustee, which would be my wife, or if we both died, the successor trustee would be the legal owner. They'd be the ones hiring an attorney to be my successor and trying to sell the practice. If if instead I died and my in my you know my ownership is in my name only and I died, then it's really difficult for somebody to sell the practice because who owns it? Technically my kids would inherit it from me, but what are they gonna do? They don't have any control over it because it's a corporation and by the time they can figure out, you know, how to get the corporation which is valuable, how to get it from my personal name as a dead person into my trustee's control, it's gonna take too long to do that. And by then the, the business would be depleted. And in your scenario, it's even more critical. If you have somebody that's like an employee that feels like, oh, I've been here for you know 30 years, I mm-hmm. just own this place. And then you die, There's it's 
you know, the owner is dead. Now what? Yeah, the kids might inherit the property, but you're going to have that employee that goes and steals everything. I mean, and I don't mean that in a mean way. It's just like the employee goes, well, he's gone. So I'm going to, you know, now I'm going to just, I'm going to go ahead and service all the clients and customers and they make their own business and steal all the customers. If, in my opinion is if it is owned by that, the successor trustee, then on the death of the sole proprietor owner, the trustee or successor trustee immediately steps in as the owner. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, hey, employee, why are you stealing my, you know, that's violation of your mm-hmm. employment contract, your employment agreement with me. Or what about the scenario to where if the, if there's nothing done and does it go into probate, in which case, you know, you've you've got you've got somebody trying to make a claim mm-hmm. that they've put as much into it because we you know, we've got so so many people with the, such an entitlement mindset of workers today that they think yeah. that showing up and pu- punching a clock, you know, is is more critical than actually the owner. And so can you can you have a probate situation to where somebody says, you know, I think I can prove that I was actually a partner here and not just a worker um and then you're in a situation to where there's the family's having to fight off this person who who thinks that they their owner the answer is yes absolutely that would happen especially if the ownership of that business is not in the trust because if the business think about it if the business itself is worth more than hundred and eighty four thousand five hundred dollars which it's going to be if it's worth more than that that asset for anybody to have control of that asset it has to go through probate so as a as owner you know sole proprietor limited liability company owner um, corporation owner those you need to hold those interests that ownership needs to be in the successor trustee of your trust so that in the event of your death your successor trustee can immediately step in and begin running, begin running the show, so that they can preserve value. And it's probably just going to be keeping the business alive long enough to sell it. But other than that, you—I mean, if you filed a probate petition, like, okay, we're going to file a probate petition and and see what's going to happen with Gary's law practice, and then I'm in probate for a year and a half. There's nothing left of the practice by the time it's done. Or if it's mm-hmm. a, a sole proprietor business, it'll be gone. The employees will—they'll—they'll they'll be gone with all the stuff. People think when it comes to estate planning and protecting their family, they tend to think of it in terms of, you know, just the house and the toys and the, you know, 401ks or whatever and the savings. They don't think of the business itself. Exactly. And, and it's absolutely critical. And I mean, small business is the lifeblood of this economy. I mean, probably at least 50 to 60% of my listeners are, are, are small business owners. Yes. And what I see. This is more of the news you can use is what I see is I meet with people and they say, yeah, my, uh, my business is an LLC. I said, okay. And, and I, I don't, I'm not quite this, you know, blunt about it, but I go prove it. Mm. Like, what do you mean? I said, prove to me that you own your LLC. Well, I said, prove it. How do I know? Show me that you own that LLC and they can't. I said, well, because I keep I keep the accounts and I pay the checks. And I go, it doesn't matter. Prove it to me that you own it. What evidence do you have that you own an LLC? And what we have to realize that as an LLC owner, you have to have a membership interest certificate, basically. You have to have something. See, if it were a corporation, would I have a problem saying, prove to me you own that corporation? Most of us would go, oh, well, let me whip out my stock certificate. Here, mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, it's signed by the president and the secretary, and it says Gary owns 50,000 shares. What about an LLC? Exact same thing, but it's not called a an, a 
uh, a shareholder. I'm sorry. It's not called a share. It's called or a stock certificate. It's called a membership interest certificate. And that proves that they own it. So what I do is I take the membership interest certificate or the stock certificate and I transfer that to the trust. So like if you look at my corporation, it's, you know, who owns GQ Law Corporation? It's Gary and Cheryl Quackenbush Trustees of the Quackenbush Family Trust. So that we own it as trustees. So if I'm dead, she's not an attorney, but she can certainly hire one to run the business while we sell it. Or while she sells it. I'm so glad that uh, we talked about this tonight because this is an area yeah. we haven't been talking about. And, and so many people think, oh, I've got a will and my house and my money and whatever, my truck's going to go to my family and they own a taco shop. They own, you know, a mm-hmm. whatever, a little small business somewhere. And, you know, um, and, and they're not thinking about the business and the estate yeah. planning involving the business. It's really, really important. It's absolutely critical. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's absolutely critical. And they also don't think about in terms of what the, how the employees might rise up if you don't have it locked down, rock solid, Mm -hmm. and the kind of battle you might be facing against the workers. If, if your spouse dies or if you die and your, your spouse is left because most people that I know, well, I know a lot of people who have small businesses and they work with their spouse, but a lot of people don't. Because they're the kind, because they've got a level of expertise or skill that the spouse doesn't share. So, you know, the spouse isn't going to be able to take over because, you know, they never worked in the business. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you. That music means Skins is running us out. <laughs> GQLaw.com. GQLaw.com. Well, we're going to continue on Tuesdays at 7 yes, and are. Taco Tuesdays, even mm-hmm. though our man isn't here with us. Um, thank you for uh, being here tonight, my man. Thank you very much, AK. Bye, Noah. Uh, Till next time. Never goodbye with you, yes. Gary. Absolutely. All right. Thanks, Au you guys. Take care. All right. Stay tuned because I've got an idea of a fun trip the skins can take. A little vacation idea for them. Stay tuned. The airing of this program by this station is not an endorsement or recommendation by the station of the products or services discussed in the program. The station does not guarantee the results of any investments made by a listener to this program. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Skins, I think you gotta, you possibly have a few days um, before you got to start the new gig. And I just thought you might need an idea of something fun to do. Right? Uh, go ahead and throw it at me. Well, it's, you were thinking about going to, to uh, the East Coast, right? Possibly New York. Eventually, yeah. yeah. Eventually. Well, you might want to go sooner than later because you don't want to miss out on an oh, opportunity. I think I saw this tremendous yeah. opportunity. <laughs> this is great stuff. It's, and, and you know what? It's, it's limited time only, possibly. Oh, I got to get on it. You got to get on it because for a limited time only, hopefully, you have an opportunity to go and join in the rat tourism bonanza going on back in New York City. Hang on. I got to go to Priceline. <laughs> Literally rat tours are taking place in New York City. This is not an Onion article, people. No, it's not. It's actually true. Now, when you think of New York City, you think of going to, you know, Statue of Liberty. Broadway. Broadway to go to see. That's the theater you're looking for. You're looking to go and see people walk up and down the stage. You're not looking to see a bunch of rodents running all over New York City. But little did you know that this is like the hottest thing to be doing in New York right now. At least for some people. Now, I think I shared the story with you guys when they hired the new rat czar. 
And Eric Adams had put out, uh, he had advertised for a, quote, somewhat bloodthirsty head rat catcher. (laughs) It was paying a lot of money. Not enough, by the way, because New York City is even more expensive than San Diego. And um, it would take a heck of a lot more money than they're offering for me to go be the rodent czar. It was one thing for me to chase down some little field mice at Fasulo's Drugs and Slidell. It's a whole other thing to be the rat czar in New York. And who wants to put that on a resume? I saw this article, Andrea. I just thought, okay, yeah, this seems like something from The Onion. Is this a joke? No, it's not. No, it's not. So what happened was this dude starts, he starts with the idea of he's going to do some TikTok videos of showing the rat problem. His name is Kenny Bulwark. And he started, you know, live streaming rats running around to try to highlight the problem. And then all of a sudden he's got all this following because who knew that there were a bunch of, you know, Rat fetishers. I mean, the people that you know have rat fetish. What, what's the term he used for it here? Um, I can't. I can't remember the term that he used for it. Um, people that just dig rats, and so he has had three to five times a week. Uh, people wanting to come and have him take them on rat tours. He says he's had a daughter and a father, uh, a husband and wife, uh, business owners. He says people from Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Oklahoma City, Vancouver, Canada, Los Angeles. Look, y'all got enough problems in L.A. There's plenty of rats roaming around L.A. He says it's just crazy how much this brings people together. Does he play Ben from Michael Jackson in the background? He says, the fact that it's bringing awareness to an issue and it's helping people in their neighborhood, I think that's why I keep going out and doing that. I'm meeting so many cool people, though, through it and that I never would have had a chance to meet. Hey, he's finding that silver lining. He's making lemonade out out of the lemons. The city has set up rat mitigation zones in rat heavy areas. What is a rat mitigation zone? I mean, I don't even know what to say. I mean, the uh, yeah, the little uh, the, the sub heading on the byline rat tourism. Yeah, it's the latest must experience trend in the city. And then you see the one of the pictures is it's just streets just lined with bags and bags and bags. So yeah, they why don't they have dumpsters? I thought they had dumpsters in New York City. That's what I thought. It's just everything, what was it Trump said? Everything woke turns to poop. Every city run by Democrats, completely destroyed. Completely destroyed. I think Bill Maher, was it Bill Maher said, or maybe Joe Rogan, who said, I think it was Joe Rogan who said, I didn't pull the clip today, that, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter, unless it's black people getting killed by black people. He was talking about Chicago. Whether we're talking about a crime wave happening across the country massive crime wave or whether we're talking about third world you know uh kind of crap like the rats and the just the homelessness situation i mean honestly andrea this is stuff i never thought i would see in my country no no now last week i don't know if i talked about it or not last week the biden administration came out and recommended uh that americans only drink one to two beers a week At the same time that Health and Human Services lowered the controlled substance category for pot. And I reported a while back that pot, today's pot, 
is not your mom and daddy's no, grass from the 60s. I can't remember the port report from a few weeks back, but literally today's pot is so strong that it's causing an epidemic in 18 to 34-year-olds. If they're, if they're not dying from fentanyl, which is still the number one death of 18 to 34-year-olds, fentanyl, uh, they are, are developing de- severe depression and psychosis from the pot. So while they're trying to stop you from drinking beer in this country... Go They're, ahead, they, smoke the weed. Let's go. Yeah, get on that pot. Oh, they legalized pot because we might as well control the industry, right? P- crap. That's BS. It's pretty much a roll of the dice. You don't know what, what strain. I mean, you, you know the strain, but you don't know the potency or exactly what is in it. They want a nation of drugged up, mentally ill people, whacked out of their minds that have to depend on the government. They want to add to the homeless price a crisis in the country. And the worse it gets, the harder it is to deal with it, the harder it's going to be. You know that they don't care. You know that it's intentional that they want to have people whacked out of their minds on drugs when they're legalizing pot and trying to tell you not to drink beer. When, they're, when they know that the, when they weld the, the, the doors open at the border, knowing fentanyl is flooding in. It's all intentional. It's all intentional. Hey, let's have a little fun, shall we? You're only going to be here a couple more segments. Let's talk about uh, Bathhouse Barry is trending on Twitter tonight. (laughs) And this is why uh, Tucker on X is also trending because Tucker decided, you know what? Some people are are just like insanely mad that he decided to do this. Um, But Tucker decided to interview the man who claimed that he had sex with Barack Obama in 1999. So let's hear it. Clip three. You're just a guy who's in town for the night, and it sounds like you're looking to party. Yeah. Pulled up in a bar outside, and there's this guy that's introduced to me as Barack Obama. I had given Barack $250 to pay for Coke. I start putting a line on a CD tray to snort, and next thing I know, he's got a little pipe and he's smoking. So I just started rubbing my hand along his thigh to see where it was going, and it went the direction I had intended it to go. And you had sex with him twice, you did cocaine with him, watched him smoke crack twice. You had no idea who he was. I had no idea who he was. Let me just ask the obvious question. What was Obama like on crack? Um, is it your sense that that's who Obama is? Just transactional or that he's bisexual or like what is this? It definitely wasn't Barack's first time and I would almost be willing to bet you it wasn't as long. The guy's running for president and credible information comes out that he's smoking crack and having sex with dudes. That seems like a story. Well, it would be a story if the media really cared about telling people the truth. Boom. Why do you think Tucker's deciding to do this now? This supposedly happened in 99. I mean, think about it like this. There's a lot of connection between uh, President Biden and uh, former President Obama. Some people think Obama is still running the government. So you think that's why Tucker's doing it? If I had to make a guess off the cuff, yes. Yeah, and I think also, uh, you know, when when a lot of this Biden crime family stuff uh, came up, uh, one of the, I think I'm one of the few people that has said, well, yeah, Joe was VP and Barack Obama, maybe Barack Obama was the big guy. What did Barack Obama know and when did he know it? Yeah, does anybody believe that Joe Biden, who was running this bribery scheme involving energy company, energy crap and energy policy around the world, that it was his idea and, and Barack Obama didn't know anything about it? 
Joe Biden, Joe Biden is not the Meyer Lansky in that operation, okay? Never was. And Barack Obama was never the man. Do I have, do I believe this story? I don't have any reason to not believe this story. I will say, I don't know what this guy looked like in 99, but Barack Obama could have done better. I mean, the dude is like creepy and gross looking. It's, I have a hard time imagining unless, unless Barack Obama needed some crack so bad. I don't know. But we've all been hearing Bathhouse Barry. We've all been hearing that he was gay. You know, going going back to and but nobody was ever allowed to ask the questions. Are you a racist? You couldn't ask in, in, any of these questions. You you were racist, right? Look, I don't care that he's gay. Many people believe that Michelle, you know, because there were supposedly never pictures of Michelle Obama pregnant or whatever. Um, Michelle Obama, I do not believe Michelle Obama is a dude. And the reason why I don't is because I've seen enough documentaries and seen pictures of her as a young girl. And and I don't believe that she's a dude. I just think she's a very unattractive large woman. There's that. So um, I I do think it's interesting. I think that I I think that one of the reasons why Tucker did it um, is because I think that uh, he Barack Obama is still behind the scenes, still running things in one way or another. And I think that it's time to try to to pierce the the notion. I think it's time to to finally rid uh, this this narrative that you're not allowed to ask any questions about Barack Obama. You're not allowed to say anything, you know, about him or question anything about the myth that is the the Obama family. And hat tip to him for doing it. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrew K. Show. Final segment with dear DJ Potato Skins. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back. I'm starting to get really sad that this is my final segment with DJ Potato Skins. Hey, we're having callers call in we and telling are. me how much that they're going to miss me here. Yes. And, and you know, that they've appreciated the work over the years. I'm not going to lie, getting a little choked up. I know. Um... But, you know, all good things must come to an end. And there's a season uh, for every, you know, job, a season for every relationship. And, and, and as you know, I tell people, I mean, this is the great part. I'm leaving Salem and being very appreciative of what they've given me mm-hmm. over the years and being able to serve them for 24, 24 mm-hmm. years in media at the same place. Yeah. You know, that does not happen very awesome, mm-hmm. uh, very o- often, excuse me. So it's been an awesome opportunity. Yes. And uh, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah. And, you know, you're leaving and it says everything that you're, you know, leaving in the same classy way in which you've worked. You're leaving in in it with everybody wishing you well. Oh, Mom always taught me you need to leave leave the party, you know, um, while it's still going on. Amen. You don't want people to be pushing you out the door. And closing the door hard on on your hiney. And Diane, right? if you're listening, you make it really hard to I, leave. I know Diane makes it hard to leave. Well, I mean, I mean, come on, you you called it straight <laughs> out. I mean, she's kind of like the mother of the. She's den our here. den. She's our den mama here, Diane. If you're listening, we love you, and at least I have you and and everybody else here after you know Skins leaves. But Francisca's on the line, and she wants to our dear Francisca, who we love so much. Uh, she wants to say goodbye to Noah. Hey, Francisca. Yeah, I want to say goodbye and whenever I, I'm not I don't want to be selfish. 
I just want to yeah, go to the next. Uh, but, you know, I just had an idea. Like, I always have an idea for a solution. Close the door right now. Close the door. Close the door. Close the door. <laughs> you do always have a solution. Francisca always calls in, accurately identifies what's going on, and then she always moves to the solution. Um, I, you know, I, the problem is I, I could lock him out. I don't really have a way to lock him in. <laughs> Cause I have a key, so I so I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll figure out a way to bar the door. But here's what I do know, Francisca, is that okay. you know he's not leaving San Diego, so he will be calling in on the regular, and he and I will be meeting up with his wife and for breakfast and luncheon, and and you know you this will not be the last you see and hear of Skins, right, Skins? Oh, most definitely. I mean, you and I have already talked to AK, and I already ha- have offered to call in to the show on mm-hmm. a semi-regular basis as well. Like, I I love this place. Yeah, and we love you, and you're not leaving on bad terms. You're not leaving because, you know, you got caught, you know, taking home, you know, staplers or whatever. You're you're leaving because the Lord has called you to something something different at this next season in your life, and that's a great position to be in. And so um, when you're leaving on good terms, that means you can always come back. And the phones are starting to ring off the hook now. So Skins isn't even. Do we have another? Hang on there a second, Francisca. Do we have another? Hang on, honey. I can't tell Skins. Do we have? um, The phones are ringing off the hook, Francisca. What do you think? Why do you think? Why do you think Tucker? I might as well ask you. Why do you think Tucker decided to do an interview with the guy who says he had sex with Barack Obama all these years later? That is very. That was very interesting when I I hear that. But uh, I was. uh, My impression is that he wants to add the um, enough pressure for uh, Biden to be. do what is it called the um uh um what they doing to trump um oh the impeachment the impeachment that that's that's the impression that i have because i would like to hear that but i also know that at those days he couldn't say anything we already know that he doesn't have a birth certificate he is not a real president right. so so where else yeah. but but you know right now right now we can use it right there right that that one to say, you know, call Obama because see, this guy from the Pride Boys is in jail. Therefore, Obama is guilty. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Francisca, always with the solutions. We love you. You better continue uh, to call well, in. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, good luck in uh, my blessings. Thank you so much, Francisca. We love you, Francisca. Call in soon. All right, sweetie, I saw the phone ringing and you having a nice yeah, call. Just, I mean, the outpouring from our listeners wishing me well and thanking me, not just for this show, but the various shows that I have done over the years has been, uh, it's, I mean, I, I could not ask for, for better listeners out there. Mm-hmm. And it, it makes me feel good that, you know, what I did here at Salem for 24 years was worthwhile. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's extraordinary to be able to do a job where it not only is something you love to do, it's not only... But it makes a difference. It, 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 that, yeah, that it not only supports you financially, but that actually matters. That matters to people, that has an impact on people's lives. And you and I, 
you know, share the same beliefs and passion. And we're in line about ninety nine percent. Yeah, time. and 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 you know, I have had so many people email me and call me, and people when I talk to them to say that it's it's obvious that you guys are genuine about how you feel. That we're not ever. There's never been it's not a, a time. I mean, it, it's a program. It's not a show. No, and there's never been a time where there was ever shtick. We never thought, oh, let's come up with something dopey to try to make people laugh or let's kind of let's try to create a moment. We are just have been from the beginning, just genuine and authentic. I think pretty much every show on Salem is, you know, we don't it's not about trying to, you know. Um, come up with with phony content. Uh, Salem takes pride in that, I think. Yeah, I mean, and this is what we do, and this is, and so what you're going to do, and what you're leaving us, and what the Lord has called you to do, is actually an extension of this. And that's what's exciting for me because it's still can it and talk about doing something that matters. And what I hope is maybe at some point down the road that you dis- decide in the next few weeks at some point that maybe you want to call in and share what you're doing no pressure but you know the the phones are always open to you anyway but i know that people are going to want to hear updates from you as to what's going on in your life and how things are going yes we want movie reviews um but when you make a connection radio is so different than tv and when you make a connection with people they don't want to they they don't want that to be the last time they hear from you radio is a lot more intimate than tv is yes and you are loved you're Thank you so much. Loved and, by uh, me you, and by our listeners, by everybody here. You and will here. continue to bring great joy and, and, and love, and I appreciate you as a friend, Andrea. And I'm starting to get really sad. And not goodbye. Not it's, goodbye. It's not goodbye. Let's sing from Sounding Music. So long, farewell, our Vita saying adieu, adieu, adieu to you and you and you. I got you to laugh. I got you to laugh. You did get me to laugh, yeah. I love you so much. Love you too, dear. All right.